Welcome to Sixers and Six, America's favorite six-minute Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Miggy DeLeon, and joining me as always is one Chris Hipple. Say hi. Hey, Miggy. I guess we can't win in six if we win all the games. That's true. Yeah, this was yeah. baked into the prediction, so... You know, had to lose at least one. Had to lose one. Uh, in what I thought was a pretty, you know, emotional game. There was a lot of highs, a lot of lows. What other kind of game? Is <laughs> but it was a loss, one hundred one to one hundred nine, a loss to the Celtics, where we had an up and down game for sure. Had a nice surge in the third quarter, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to one number, and that's a number actually divisible by six, eighteen. 18 turnovers by the Sixers. Very sloppy. Really just stupid turnovers. Just like bullet passes when we didn't need to be bullet passes and travel violations. All these kinds of things. And it just really killed us. We had like 13 in the first half. It's impossible to get any rhythm when you're doing like that. You know? What do you think, Chris? I don't, um, I don't press this button very often, if at all. Uh, but at some point, this does have to come down on the head coach. Mm. Like, I have explained our turnover problem mainly in terms of Ben Simmons. When you have a point guard who is not only young and inexperienced, which I guess he's not really anymore, but who also refuses to pull up and shoot, turnovers naturally occur. I mean, Ben, I, I wish I could blame him tonight, but I can't. He literally is not in Orlando. At some point, the coach has to take some level of blame for the idea that, like, you know, he, he's always been against the idea of set plays and wants it to be a little more organic. And we're out of time. Like what, you know, we beat ourselves in the first quarter. There were seven turnovers in the first quarter. It led to something like 11 unforced Boston points. And I'm pretty sure with the first quarter, we were like winning. I think we had the lead at the end of the first quarter or something close. It yeah. wasn't despite the insane amount of turnovers. Uh, and, you know, interestingly, you know, you're normally the stat guy, Chris, but to counter your point a little bit, we were actually top 10 in terms of turnover efficiency, if you will. We only had 14.2 turnovers a game this season. And so that's mm. good for top 10, San Antonio being number one with 12.6. And, uh, you know, what I noticed a lot was that, well, first of all, Joel Embiid had five turnovers just by himself. And we were actually yeah. talking about how well he had been doing in the bubble in the beginning where he would get the ball, double team, then just like, you know, push it out. Is JoJo doing a little too much? Is he trying to play a little too much hero ball? I mean, he still put up big numbers. He went to the line like 14 times. So it's really hard to, you know, put a lot of blame on him for this loss. But is he just doing a little too much? Is he fatigued? Is he missing Ben Simmons? He's not missing Ben Simmons. I really don't want to go down that road at this point. I'm sure he's a little bit fatigued. I, I do think at some point we do need to give a little bit of credit to Boston. I think they're the best team in the NBA in terms of defensive efficiency. Mm -hmm. I think that they're throwing different looks at the Sixers uh, and different double teams at Embiid that he's not prepared for. But also I blame the other four guys on the court at all times. There's just no movement. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of flow sometimes. Uh and I'm not really an X and O's expert or anything like that. But, you know, when you're playing out of the post, I'm just not sure. I feel like the creativity is a little limited. And being as JoJo is our best player, 
he's obviously pretty dominant in the post. It's kind of like, well, do you kind of ride with that and die with it? Or do you kind of have to try and evolve a little bit? Uh, I do want to talk about Tobias. Tobias, I feel like he didn't show up as much as we need him to. He uh, had put up some good numbers in the third quarter, really led to a lot of the, the surge that we had at that point. But at the end of the day, we just need more from him, don't you think? Tobias is the richest sixer on the roster. He has our largest contract. He scored 15 points on 15 shots. That's That can't fucking happen. Like, you know, he just disappears from the game. When the second best player is, is out, like, you need the max, the fucking super max contract <laughs> guy to, like, show up, take over. He's so hesitant to shoot from three. Like, yeah. that's my big thing. Like, even sometimes the outcome's okay. Like, he'll pass up an open three and get to the rim and make a contested layup. We just need him to shoot threes. Chris, we're at the Shake Milton minute. Shake, shake, shake. And, uh, you know, speaking of threes, Shake Milton, he had three of them himself and looked pretty good. Just going to put that out there. Really efficient game. For him. I don't think Shake looked that good. I think he was completely lost defensively. Well, when you're trying to guard Kemba Walker, anyone's going to look a little lost, I think. So here's the thing that I've learned about the playoffs. It, it is a different sport almost from regular season NBA. It, it is a chess match. Hmm. When we think about game two, and we think about what adjustments are possible, right? Uh, wh- what would you do? Would you start Burks? Like, are, are we going to go with the same starting five? Are we going to see Neto? I think that the minus 18 from Al Horford was not helpful for us you know his six points were not that helpful let's start matisse over al and burks over shake miggy predictions for game two what do you got listen i think we're gonna win i think we're gonna (laughs) (laughs) i think we're gonna win i think brett brown listens to this pod i think matisse is gonna get in there get 20 steals and uh really flip the script for us sixers in sixers and six